and welcome to the Really Random Movie Reviews Podcast. Real people, real takes. I'm Danielle. And I'm Ben. In this show, we have an online movie generator choose a film for us to watch. It could be from any genre and any decade, as long as it's easily accessible for us. After viewing the movie, we sit here and discuss it at length. This week, we're talking about Rent. What will we think? Well, grab some popcorn, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, so we were talking about Rent from 2005. It was directed by Chris Columbus, and it stars Anthony Rapp, Adam Pascal, Rosario Dawson, Jesse L. Martin, Adina Menzel, a lot of people. Yeah. So this movie is a musical, if you've never heard of it, didn't know that. And it's based on the Broadway show of the same name. And it's kind of a rock opera that tells the story of a group of modern bohemians in the city of New York trying to make a life for themselves and trying to live through the harsh times and adversities that come their way and make themselves apparent in their lives. Yeah. So if you didn't know, Chris Columbus, who directed this, he directed the first two Harry Potter movies. All right. Yeah, which is very different from this movie being a musical and oh, yeah. <laughs> like a modern bohemian kind of F you to the man yeah. type thing. Yeah. He also directed Mrs. Doubtfire, which is one of my favorite movies. Yep. A Robin Williams classic. He directed Home Alone and Home Alone 2. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like he's got he's got a very interesting list. Yeah. A very diverse list. So it's pretty cool. The background behind this musical, Jonathan Larson is the man who create who wrote the musical and all of the music behind it. And he it became popular in the 90s when it first hit like Broadway and it became super popular toured the entire US and I think this is around the time my parents were together and they saw it and loved it and I think my dad said he saw it on Broadway okay. I could I could be wrong and the weird and sad part of it like I don't know if um any of you guys have seen Tick Tick Boom which is on Netflix. I haven't. Yeah. It stars Andrew Garfield, and it's about the life of Jonathan Larson, and it's based on a musical he wrote before Brent. It's like a one-man musical. Okay. Yeah, his story is very interesting and sad because his dream was to have a show on Broadway, have a hit musical, and... Sadly, he never saw that happen because the first night of previews that his show was on Broadway, that Rent was on Broadway, he mysteriously died from some sort of heart malfunction or... Not quite a... Wasn't it an aortic something or other? Yeah, I I can't remember exactly what it was, but his heart basically gave out Yeah, in one way or another. And he was 35 years old, and he died, and his roommate found him on the floor. So he never got to see his musical hit Broadway. He never got to see it become as successful 
as it became and eventually it made a movie like 10 years later or whatever yeah that's how you know you made it off of broadway when, yeah when a broadway show becomes a movie yeah or even just tours the entire u.s I didn't love Tick, Tick, Boom. I know a lot of people did. I love Andrew Garfield, and I loved him in the role. I just thought the music was kind of forgettable. Okay. Unlike this film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's actually get into the movie. So a lot of the cast in the movie was the original cast in the Broadway production. Okay, that makes sense. Like, Idina Menzel, who plays Maureen, who also played Elphaba in Wicked, and she is Elsa in Frozen. Okay. That's how most people would know her. And Anthony Rapp, who plays Mark. Okay. He was in the original cast. He's also in Star Trek Discovery. He was in You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. He's one of, like, he's a great Broadway actor. Okay. I thought he looked familiar. Yeah. So I've probably seen him in something. But... Oh, probably. He's been in. He's been in a lot of stuff. More like... Not main character, at least in, like, movies and TV, but on Broadway, he's the main character in, like, a lot of stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. So he's big. And Adam Pascal played Roger, and he was in the original production, and his voice is fantastic. All their voices are fantastic. Yeah. So, Ben, had you ever heard of this show or the movie? What is I your- had. My sister, who is also super into musicals. I think she suggested it, and I just never got around to it. But now that I have seen it, I I like it, which is probably your next question, and I jumped ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's fine. <laughs> I'm glad to know you liked it. Um, You know, I kind of said earlier my parents had really gotten into the show, and my dad's seen it a few times. I'm pretty sure my mom, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've seen this movie many times. I've heard the soundtrack many times for both the movie and the musical and I've, yeah, I've seen it so many times, and I feel like the more I watch it, the more I get the nuances of it. Because when I first saw it, I was probably really young. I was probably a preteen. Okay, and yeah. I've seen it many times and heard the music, and it's just every time you pick up something a little different. Okay. Like this time, because I knew we were watching it for the podcast, I picked up on more of the thematic yeah. elements more than anything, and yeah. that kind of nuance. But there are just different things, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I could see how that would happen because it is kind of bedazzling to watch and listen to the story. But I honestly felt like I needed to watch it a couple of times to just understand what, what all they're talking about. Honestly, like we watched it with subtitles on because that's just how I have the default on my like streaming services. I like having subtitles. So um, do I. Like, not for any, like, hearing impairment, which, like, is helpful for a lot of people, but it's just, like, it's nice to kind of get some things, like, especially because I watch a lot of foreign stuff, so it's nice to have English subtitles. Yeah. But also just, like, it helps, especially in this case, not only, like, it's fun to sing along to the songs, Mm -hmm. if you know them, which I was having fun and I didn't even need the subtitles for that, (laughs) because I've heard it so many times, but... It's nice for a new person because the lyrics can go by so quickly. Oh, yeah. That if you're reading it along, you can kind of process it a little better. Yeah. And something I noticed about the subtitles is they were popping up a little bit before they were said. 
Which is good, because sometimes it's kind of delayed, and you're yeah. like, wait, they already said that, and it's kind of hard to yeah. keep up, especially with something that's so rapid-fire like a musical can be. Yes. Especially if you're, once they get into a good, like, 120 rhythm, like, they do a couple of times in this, in some of the songs. Probably in Lovey Bohem, like uh-huh. when they're at the restaurant. Yep, yeah. that's one of them, and uh, isn't there another one that's right around 120? I don't know. Probably. For those of you who are wondering what I mean by 120 is the beats per minute. No, I understood, yeah. Yeah, but our listeners may not understand that. Yeah, I just don't know how to um, just recognize what... Basically, two notes per second. Okay. I mean, I can't... I don't really... Yeah, that's something I learned... I picked up from by playing guitar, Yeah, and I don't play an instrument, so I feel like it's easier... Yeah. ...if you do. Mm Mm-hmm. What was... I mean, I know you don't know the names of the songs... What was your favorite song? Ooh. Um, I would probably have to go with the one where when Roger is coming back from New Mexico and Mark is singing about his corporate job. Oh, yeah. What You Own. Yeah. That's that's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I liked it because sometimes you just have to do what you have to do and not necessarily what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I, I learned that lesson at 19. All right. Yeah, my favorite song is the reprise of I'll Cover You. Oh, yeah. In the second, well, it's the second act of the show, but second half of the movie. And Collins is singing it at a funeral. And I'm even, like, getting emotional just thinking about it. Because it's just, it hits so hard. And it's like, it takes a really happy song and just flips it. And that minor key the heartbreak the the voice mm-hmm. on Jesse L Martin yeah it's just all of that just it, kicks you in the feels it kicks you then grabs it and twists it yeah i i've definitely cried watching that and i've seen it many times and even when we were watching it this time it was still hitting me yeah i cried the single man tear yeah yeah, it's, it's gut-wrenching. Mm-hmm. Now, what's your least favorite song? Ooh. I'd have to say the concert in quotation. The protest? Yeah, the protest. Jump over the moon. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's, it's because it's trying to be, like, as my dad says, avant-garde and, like, trying to be, like, you know, abstract and out there. And it's just like, okay. Yeah. I get it's not supposed to be a good. Yeah, but still. Yeah. It's just like, okay. It's weird. Like, I never liked that part either. Yeah. It did. It just didn't really mesh. Yeah. I understand. So what's one thing that really stood out to you in this movie? Just the gritty feel of, because this takes place in the late 80s. So mm-hmm. it was an economic downturn. There's just. Not many people were able to pay rent or get food or because this one of the big things about this film slash musical is the AIDS epidemic. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the characters are implied to have it. Have AIDS or HIV. Yeah. One of them. HIV or full-blown AIDS. Yeah. And it's just like it humanizes the because... 
stuff I've heard from them from that time is like people are afraid to even touch each other. Yeah. Yeah. When my when my dad was working in journalism back in the 80s and people didn't really understand it as well at the time, especially how how the disease was transmitted Mm -hmm. and they had to hit the station he worked at. They had to interview someone who had AIDS. I think it was AIDS. And no one really wanted to shake his hand because they were afraid maybe they would catch it, which yeah. is kind of weird thinking about that now because we know yeah, that that's not how you catch it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, my dad shook his hand. I think he told me that. Yeah, it was just a weird, scary time for a lot of people. Yes. And just seeing these characters going through that, but having a good outlook on life kind of turns that narrative on its head. Yeah, exactly. And kind of pushes one of the main themes. I know it's a meme from when I was in high school, but you only live once, basically. Yeah. Yeah, basically. And one thing I really noticed is, you know, you mentioned the grit and how it showed how, like, rough it was. Like, you could see it really in the design and the Mm -hmm. clothing, the lighting. It just seemed all, like, disheveled Mm -hmm. is a good word to, I think, put. And you could just see how raw these people, these characters are. Yeah. Yeah. And when they do go through these rough times when a beloved character dies or someone's going through withdrawal or getting back into drugs or something like that, it's like you feel that. Mm -hmm. And you feel how hard it hits that quote-unquote family. Yeah. Because they... they, They're a family. They are a family and they say they're a family. You can see how hard it hits them. Mm Mm-hmm. Or even just, like, losing an apartment or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, it plays with your heart so much that it just, when it's over, you're just basically almost crying. Mm-hmm. Like, legit crying, not the single man tear. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of, um, like, I mean, I guess we can go into this. Like, I think the music is so iconic, and oh, it's yeah. very unique to a musical, I think. That is the first musical where I have ever heard an actual electric guitar and a 12-string. All right. And, like, it's so unique because there's that rock element, but then there's also some bluesy elements. Well, I mean, you can't have rock without blues. Well, especially the song Santa Fe. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like, the bluesy element, there's a little bit of, like, okay, yeah, like, more stereotypical musical mm-hmm. songs. Like, you'll always have that. There's the reprise songs. But then they, like, turn it. Mm-hmm. Larson turned that on its head where it's like, oh, yeah, this is going to be the opposite of that. And the two acts kind of mirror each other. Mm-hmm. And they reflect the mood of the act. Yeah. Because, like, the more upbeat songs are kind of in the first act and the sadder songs are in the second act. Yeah, it's a it's a good sine wave kind of thing where mm-hmm. you have your ups, your downs, then it comes back up. But that mirrors life. Exactly. Because not everything like not everything is going to go great. Not everything is going to go badly. And sometimes both are happening at the same exact time. Yep. And it's just unpredictable. 
Mm-hmm. It was just, again, done very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the music was done well. The story gets a little convoluted. Yeah. Which, that's a lot of musicals. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of musicals, like, they, if you have great music, but a meh story, you can kind of get away with that with a musical. Mm-hmm. Because that's not what you're there for. Yeah. You're there for the music, not the story. And it's kind of like with comedy. If you have great jokes, but the story's meh, then you can get away with it. Mm-hmm. And there are very few genres that can do something like that, where you can compromise a little part of something. Yeah. And... Musicals just happen to be one of them. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the story? It was predictable, but in a good way. Okay. So, like, yeah, you could see some of the characters dying or one of the characters coming back, you know, stuff like that. hmm But it's predictable because of all the subtleties that you can notice, if that makes sense. Yes. And... Yeah, the storylines, it kind of feels like a bunch of little short stories put together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, at first that kind of like messed with my mind, like, wait, what's going on? Yeah. And then once I started piecing it together, it was like, oh, okay. So there's like this little subplot, this little subplot, and this little subplot, and this little subplot, but they're all coming together to form the main plot. Yeah, it's kind of like a symphony. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I, I feel the same way. Like, the st- like. I love the music. The story is okay. Like, I don't watch it for the story. Like, I know it's going to be like, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. But there are so many good hits. Like, Season of Love is one of the most iconic Broadway songs that, like, if it's not in a lineup for the best of Broadway or the best hits of Broadway, there's something wrong with your list. (laughs) I was was thinking heads are going to roll. No, it's just there's something wrong with your list because it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's such an ensemble piece. Uh-huh. It's such like this huge number, and it's like you know, I mean, it's more of a musical type song. Yeah, but sets the tone and the theme mm-hmm. for the entire thing. Like, yeah, Rent is the name of the show. But love is what kind of carries the story. Yes. And Seasons of Love is just a great song, too. Mm-hmm. That or, like, um, the other opening song, Rent. Yeah. Where it's just, like, you get Seasons of Love, which is more musical, and then you get Rent, which is, like, a rock, like, F you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, screw the system. Screw corporate America, basically. Yep. And then... They end up turning slightly to corporate America for help, but... Yeah, but sometimes you have to. Mm-hmm. Which is just life. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a theme of the show, is just life. Speaking of themes, what are some of the themes? Well, um, I think the the name of the movie or the show, whatever you want to call it, Rent, like, yeah, a lot of it has to do with, you know, paying rent, being down on your luck you don't have a lot of money because you don't have a great paying job all that like Mm -hmm. boohoo f you corporate america yeah but then especially in the song what you own like you mentioned a lot of it is like there's the line i don't own emotion i rent Mm -hmm. which is kind of like 
and living in America, dying in America, it's like you want to live your life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. And we do not own this life that we have because death is inevitable. Mm-hmm. And so we're kind of just renting our space here on Earth, in a sense. Yeah. So life, in essence, is renting. Mm-hmm. Which, because the fact is, everyone is going to die at some point. Mm-hmm. Could be tomorrow, could be 70 years from now. Yep. Who knows? And leading into another theme, just making the most out of life that you can. Mm-hmm. And trying to find... The things that make you happy. Like um, Mark trying to finish his film and work on what you're passionate about. Roger's trying to finish a song. Mm -hmm. So trying to finish what you started Mm -hmm. before you end up dying. Yep. Finish the fight. Mm -hmm. And of course love because seasons of love and Mm -hmm. love is what brings these characters together. Yep. The sad irony is Jonathan Larson not living to see his dream fulfilled. Exactly. Which is so weird. Yeah. Like, that he would make this show about trying to finish your passions and see them through and finish what you started and not getting, getting to see, not getting to reap the benefits of his, of his Hard work. work. Yeah. Because yeah. he was right there. He, he was right there and he was young. He was 35. Yeah. Like, you know, Sadly, we had Stephen Sondheim pass away not too long ago, but he had so many hit musicals. He got to see them happen and got to witness like their premieres, their closings if they, you know, ended up closing their tour. He got to see his work be loved by millions of people. Mm-hmm. And Larson never did. Yeah. Which is really sad. Yeah. Like not just that we lo- that he died, but that he never got to see that. Yeah. And I hope somewhere, if he's in a different realm or whatever, whatever you believe, somehow he knows, mm-hmm. or his I don't know, because I don't know what I believe on that sense. But yeah, that's a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, not this one. Well, I hope somehow he knows <laughs> mm-hmm. somewhere in the universe. Or a different. Yeah, an alternate universe where he did not die. Yeah, that too. All right, so Ben, would you recommend this movie? And in what sense would you recommend it? I'd just straight up recommend it. I'm. This is one of those where it just gets a recommendation from me. It doesn't need a specific anything. Yeah. I mean, not everyone loves Rent. Like, I know people who are big musical fans that don't like Rent. And I get it, like... Maybe some things could have been done a little more accurately on certain things, or I don't know. It is convoluted, but with drugs and AIDS and being poor and living a bohemian lifestyle and, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know. But I I really like this movie. I have a soft spot for it because I spent, like, over half of my life listening to the music. Mm-hmm. And it's just such good music, too. Like, it's so different because of the rock style of it, or of a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would recommend it. It so many different circumstances, I would recommend it. <laughs> yeah, if you like musicals, it is on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And that's how we watched it, so. Well, that'll be it for us this episode. Let's go to the movie generator and see what we'll get next time.
All right. Blind spotting from 2018. I have been wanting to see this for so long. Okay. Heard really good things and so many recommendations to watch it. So I'm okay. happy. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Really Random Movie Reviews. We really appreciate it. Check us out on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And check out our website, podpage.com slash reallyrandommoviereviews. Have a great day. Bye.